Damn, let's talk some shit. It's Polly Siegel and Victoria Aaron, two licensed therapists who've spent way too much money on degrees, certifications, and trainings. Mm. We both love what we do and couldn't imagine working in any other profession, but we're forced to be serious all the time, and that gets boring. Shit Talking Shrinks discusses important mental health topics, the human experience, and society at large, while poking fun along the way. It won't be all fun and games because after every episode, you'll walk away with tangible tools to navigate life more effectively. We love a tangible tool. This episode is sponsored by Joyous. Okay, I have to tell you about this incredible company, Joyous. It's an at-home ketamine treatment that delivers ketamine to your door for $129 a month, which is absolutely unheard of because most ketamine treatment is hella expensive. And what ketamine does is it helps our prefrontal cortex work more optimally. And the prefrontal cortex helps with decision-making, problem-solving, emotional regulation. It's the part of the brain that gets us through hard shit. And so if you're someone who has struggled with anxiety and depression and you've tried antidepressants or you've tried mood stabilizers and they haven't helped, ketamine is absolutely the next step. And I have seen my clients thrive while using ketamine. Joyous makes it super easy to access this life-changing medicine, and you can start the process by visiting www.joyous.team. Hello, everyone. Hello, Polly. Hello, Victoria. It's me and you, baby. Once again, just us. Good morning, Vietnam. Today, we're talking about masturbation. Why you got to bring in Vietnam? I actually have said good morning, Vietnam, like 16 times today. It's just where I'm at right now. Hey, guys, Shit Talking Shrinks here. We're super stoked. Today, we're talking about a self-pleasure practice. Obviously, you know this by now, Pauline, and I have vaginas, so it's probably going to be pretty vaginally centered. <laughs> would you agree? I would agree. I just never thought of myself as a vaginally centered woman, but like, I really am. Yeah, a lot of your life is about your vagina. I will say this. I have thought about it. Like, what would it be like to have a dick? I would be touching it all the time. My biggest fantasy is if I had a dick would be I would find a warm apple pie and I would just fuck the shit out of it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You're fucking lying. I'm not lying. That I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? Because of American pie or are you just like, hold on really quick. You're saying if you had a dick, you have a fucking appendage that feels everything hanging between your legs. Your biggest fantasy is a warm apple pie, not a warm body. Well, no, I would start with an apple pie one day and I would work my way up to a real vagina. I mean, baby steps. Okay. Okay. Baby steps. Got it. 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 One time I told that to a guy and he was like, have you ever thought about like penis burns? And I was like, no, I didn't. This guy sucks. Penis burns. This is your fantasy. It's, <laughs> it's not like it's scorching hot. No, it's a perfect temperature. Okay. Enough about dicks because they don't matter. <laughs> what matters is us pleasing ourselves and our listeners starting to develop a self-pleasure practice that is so nurturing and nourishing. Also, if you have a dick and you're listening to this, you might get some inside scoopage. Let's get into it. Paulina found a really cool article. Tell us about it. Well, I think what the article stands out to me is that we as women, when it comes to our pleasure, we have been shamed historically for centuries. 
And so a lot of times women don't have a self-pleasure practice because of the shame and the guilt and the disconnection from their own pleasure. And so I think first and foremost, if you're going to be cultivating this type of practice, you have to dismantle the shame and guilt that you feel around your own pleasure. I mean, it takes a lot of awareness. Right. I'm thinking about our sexual revolution episode in the first season. That first takes real work. So let's say we get there, right? Because we've listened to Shit Talking Shrinks and we go to therapy and we talk to our other friends who have vaginas about their vaginas and about what we like and what we don't like. And we figure so. So now we're in that place because this episode can't be centered around. It's too much fucking work. But here's the thing is how many women don't believe they deserve pleasure? This is monumental to a self-pleasure practice. If you inherently believe that you are not deserving of pleasure because of societal shame and guilt, there isn't a way to even start this practice. So if we're not naming it, you can't tame it. I am curious how you think that in 30, less than 30 minutes, we're going to help somebody understand that they deserve pleasure. No, 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 we're not. We're just naming that like if you do struggle. Yes, 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 yes. I'm just acknowledging that if you don't feel like you deserve pleasure, that's work that needs to be done first and foremost. And I'm assuming that moving forward in this episode, we all believe that we deserve pleasure. Yeah. So in the premise that you are deserving and you believe you deserve pleasure, here's how we develop a self-pleasing practice. Yes. Let's go. Let's first define what is pleasure. I want to bring up this article by Ellen Gilbert. She is a divine feminine self-love coach. Okay, so what is pleasure? Pleasure is the portal through the body by which we meet our spirit. It negates the lie that being in your body has to always be painful, difficult, courageous, or quote, work. Instead, giving us a framework for actually enjoying our lives, regardless of our privilege, access, or ability. So what Miss Ellen Gilbert is saying is pleasure is about being present. Yeah. I mean, you can't find pleasure if you're not present. I know we're talking about self-love and you know self-pleasure practice, but the best sex I've ever had in my life is when I'm fully present. It's otherworldly. And this is what's so interesting. Like when I think of pleasure and I like how she's explained it, it's pleasure is the good vibrations, the positive feelings, the sense of fulfillment, satisfaction and that full body. Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. I feel pleasure right now. You do? I'm having a very strong bodily response to that definition because it's what I experience when I am pleasing myself. This has been a recent shift, so I'm just going to suss this out with you. I've always viewed self-pleasure as something that was unfortunately necessary. And I use that term unfortunately necessary because in my mind, it was always, well, I'd rather have the real thing. I would much rather have a warm body than you know a cold plastic silicone vegetable in me, right? I sort of had a negativity towards it of like, I guess I have to masturbate. I guess I am forced to do this. And the recent shift has been, this is actually a beautiful practice that makes me feel really good and connected to myself. Mm. 
Like it's not an unfortunate. It's fortunately I get to spend time with myself in a very intimate, special way that gives me the ability to connect even to my higher self. And makes you feel really good. Yeah. And makes me feel more light feminine energy. I think I feel the most light feminine energy when I'm with myself and I'm nurturing and pleasing myself than I sometimes do with men. It's interesting, right? So my grandma Frida, who probably had sex until she was 90, she died at 98. I'm pretty sure she was fucking. She's the one who taught me about sex. Like she's the one who said to me, if it's not good, do it yourself. You know, and so like sex has always been and my own pleasure has always been something that I've been very aware of and very into. I love masturbating. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I think in my single life, there are times where I long for a body, you know, but it's never for me been like, I got to resort to this thing. Because my grandma Frida was so sex positive. She was so into her own pleasure. My whole life, she would say like, you're a grandpa Richard and Frank Sinatra are waiting to fuck me in heaven. (laughs) She deserves double penetration. (laughs) She is smiling down right now as she flicks her bean. God, I hope so. May you be coming in heaven. What you're saying about feeling the most feminine, feeling the most light, all of those things, right? Like that is your new cultivation because of the work you're also doing outside of self-pleasure, right? It's like, that's what you are intent on cultivating when you're pleasing yourself. Yeah. I'm looking to drop into my body to feel like my own sensual essence, like in how beautiful I am in those moment to moments. You know what I mean? Like how my leg moved in that moment or like how I felt my body quiver. Like that to me feels so delightful if I pay attention to it. Yeah, because you're present and you're in your body. Yeah. I love it. Sorry, dad. Oh God, Matt. He's not going to listen to this episode anyways. I mean, my dad knows that I blow dudes, that I fuck them, that that on the first date, that they put it in my ass. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) But the thing is, is Stan is proud. Yo, daddy proud. Should I tell viewers and listeners what I do when I masturbate? Do you think that we've talked about this a lot? And you had actually said you should share it. Yeah, please. So I really do believe in this last year, I've developed a sense of narcissism. Would you say that that's true? You're not a narcissist because you're humble, but sure. Have you felt yourself a lot lately? Yeah, but I don't think that's actual narcissism. It's funny to label it as narcissism, so let's go with that. I've become a narcissist. And in my narcissism, I have developed a practice of when I masturbate, I imagine my highest self. And it looks different in every way. But I come to the image of my highest self doing different things. And they're not sexual things. All last year, it was me running up and down stairs in a weighted vest in like 85 degree weather. That was my highest self. Mm, So you were imagining yourself running the stairs. And it wasn't even like I was imagining. It was just like these visions were coming into my head. Recently, 
they've been me and this like crazy pantsuit with these crazy Cuban links and diamonds and shit looking so fucking hot, getting mic'd up to go on TV. Wow. I don't cultivate it. The other day I was masturbating. Yesterday I was masturbating and I was thinking about past partners and it wasn't getting me off. And then all of a sudden this vision comes in. I'm in a baby pink pantsuit in a neon pink bodysuit with silver Cuban links with diamonds on. And I'm literally tapping somebody on the shoulder saying, good job. You did so good today (laughs) in my office. (laughs) Your higher self was being like a boss bitch. I have to try that because all I'm thinking about is just come, just come, just come, just come, just come. And then when I come, the words come out, rich. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a crazy hoe. I'm a motherfucking psycho. But maybe there's there's something to this because I don't think this is a pretty this is not like a a typical invitation that we get when it comes to pleasure practices of like visualizing your higher self, visualizing you in the best moment, visualizing yourself experiencing full embodiment and enlightenment and that that could be sexy and hot. If I were to take on this tip or this tangible tool of masturbate to your higher self, the most self-actualization you could ever achieve. I think I would imagine myself, I'd be fucking Jerry Springer and people would be screaming, Polly, Polly, Polly. And I'd be throwing, you know, Jerry beads or better known as Polly beads. And I would just be watching trashy fucking people just get at it. Ah, what a wet dream. Maybe we just need you to try that. You want to do it live? (laughs) Okay, but let's define what is a self-pleasure practice. Like, obviously, one could deduce like diddling yourself. I want to do it more eloquently and with a little bit more intention. A pleasure practice is essentially this regular commitment to exploring pleasure each day. It can be long or short, however you feel is necessary in that moment. You're sort of mindfully connecting with yourself. Maybe that's eating a slow meal with no distractions. Maybe that's gazing at the moon. Maybe that's dancing in your bedroom. The idea is essentially to approach each practice in a way that's both mindful and embodied and create this pleasure container by which we're able to invite more presence, meaning, and beauty into our lives. So this pleasure practice is approaching each day in a way that's both mindful and embodied and creating a pleasure container in which we're inviting presence, meaning, and beauty into our lives. So that could be both sexual, non-sexual. That's really cool to expand the definition that that could be a delicious meal or a belly laugh with your friend or... A hand car wash. A hand car wash. <laughs> yeah. Or talking to a stranger. Or taking yourself out. I've been taking myself to Annette's in Lincoln Park pretty frequently, and I love it. It's now part of my self-pleasure practice. I will literally drive downtown at 9.30 p.m. at night and go to Annette's. That's ice cream. It's ice cream. It's the best ice cream. I want to take a quick pause to talk about our sponsor, a company called BetterHelp. It's an online therapy platform where all the therapists are licensed and accredited professionals. It's affordable. You pay a low flat fee for therapy with your therapist, and it's convenient. Do it at your own time and at your own pace, and you can communicate with your therapist as much as you want and whenever you feel is needed. 
And more importantly, it's effective. Thousands of people have benefited from therapy using BetterHelp. And we're really grateful to offer all of our listeners 10% off your first month. So if you're interested in receiving therapy ASAP, click the link in our show notes and you can get started and you get to save money. Let's go into the why. Why is a self-pleasure practice so important? I think in our world today, and especially what society focuses on, we're trained to believe that we get our pleasure from other people, that we are dependent upon other people to get our needs met. And that is not true. No matter if we're married for 30 years or three, no matter if we're in a new relationship or not, Another person will never meet our standards fully. And so we have to know how to please ourselves in every way. Yeah. So it's learning to retrain your brain to not seek it externally, but to find it within. And, you know, masturbation is inherently that you're not involving anyone else. It's just you, your fingers and your toys. Or the corner of a bed. When you said that, I was thinking like a sharp bed and it made me pucker. No. So I want to add to that because I think the why behind it is that there's so many health benefits from self-pleasing yourself. It increases your immune system. Like it actually helps you to be able to fight infection more effectively. It increases your libido. So it makes you want and desire even more. So especially if you're in a partnership, that helps your sex life. And also it's a stress management tool. Like it helps to release really helpful neurotransmitters in the brain that make us feel good, that allow us to calibrate, to find our homeostasis. Like this isn't just about coming. This is like a health practice. I just so desperately throughout the last seven years of my life thought that my joy, my pleasure was dependent on another person. And the freedom of this last year of depending on myself for pleasure has been so cool because I get satiated. I am satisfied and I feel good and I'm attached to myself and my needs and my wants and my desires. And it's powerful because then when you meet somebody, then when somebody comes into your life, they're a cherry on top. They're an additive. They're not like the end all be all. Well, because all we have is ourselves. We can't get rid of ourselves. Like we are with ourselves in every moment. No matter how hard we try, wherever we go, there we are. Wherever we go is also wherever we go. And when we're going there, if we get there, we'll have arrived. And if we arrive, then we've arrived, if you know what I mean. God damn it. Another way to think about the why is it connects us to our abundance. It proves our own worth with ourselves. It reduces shame and it's really healing from a society of scarcity. Mm-hmm. Like that is powerful. This is much larger than you. This is reconstructing society and the value and importance on pleasure and how we can create systemic change by starting to practice this and vocalizing it and talking about it. More women should say like, dude, today I came five times and it was rad. Yeah. I met a girl my freshman year of college who said that she had never touched her clitoris. Well, because she didn't know where it was. She just had never been taught about it. 
Do you know the clitoris? So this is, I mean, I'm sure you know this, but maybe some of our listeners don't, which I'm hopeful and happy to educate you. If you look at a diagram of the clitoris, the clitoris is a huge system. It literally goes out to our labias. And most of it is internal. Yes. We only see a little bit. We only see the button, but it goes all the way into our bodies. Yes. Yes. Even that, like knowing your anatomy, I know it's not just about masturbation, but like know your anatomy, educate yourself. If you are sitting on this podcast and you're listening and you're like, fuck, I don't know my anatomy, get to know it. Go on YouTube, go on TikTok, go on whatever the fuck you need to go on and get the information so that you know, like, and some of us can't come clitorally. Some of us need to come from vaginal stimulation. Some of us squirt. Some of us have G-spot orgasms. Some, like, it's like, it's so vast and we have to investigate. A lot of times it's not safe to investigate with other people. That takes a lot of intimacy and vulnerability. And for anyone, like the G-spot is just your clitoris internally. There is no G-spot. It's just your clit. Because it's internally, it's in your body. When you are experiencing penetration, it's just hitting the inner parts of your clit. Interesting. We just call it a G-spot because it's just a catchy term for it. What do you think squirt is? It's some pee and some other substance. It has a little bit of urine in it. It does. That's right, Ben Shapiro. Watch out. It's a real thing. We have like five minutes here. If someone wanted to start a self-pleasure practice, like they've heard about the why, we've defined pleasure, we've talked about that this is more than just yourself. It's also creating systemic change. Like pleasure is truly like a social justice right. Mm. But if someone wanted to start, what would they do? Well, first they need to know that they deserve it. Then they need to experiment. What helps me to feel present? What helps me to be fully aware of my own body, my own needs, my own wants, my desires, not just sexually, but in every way? What are the avenues that I need to take to get there? Does it look like masturbation? Does it look like taking myself out to a nice meal? Does it look like walking? Does it look like dancing? Does it look like, I mean, for me, it is always getting a hand car wash. And then how do I actually cultivate that practice so that I'm doing it? So that is a part of my daily living so that I feel good. And if you're struggling to get present, then what you need to do is develop a mindfulness practice. Like before you even touch yourself, how can you get into your body? How you need to activate your five senses, orient yourself to the room. If the room doesn't look pleasant, light candles, put fresh flowers, make it aesthetically pleasing. Like if smells are important to you and that's activating and arousing, then pick different candles or scents that sometimes I'll put on perfume before I touch myself because I like getting those whiffs of just that feminine flavor profile touch, right? Like maybe make sure you have a soft blanket and different textures that make you get grounded in your body. Taste. Maybe you're incorporating food into your own self-pleasure practice. Like I think that instead of just getting your vibrator and jumping into bed, really start to use your five senses in this intentional way so that you can be fully, fully embodied before you even start. I wonder how many people that are listening are turned on right now. I hope a lot. Me too. Like a lot of dudes have like half chubs right now because that would make me feel good about myself. You just reminded me of the guy I gave a hand job to, over the pants hand job in eighth grade in Washington, D.C. 
don't underestimate a hand job over the boxer briefs. Like, no, it was over the jeans. It was OTP. Oh, really? I love it over the boxer briefs. Okay. So, like, you get fully present, you're fully embodied, your five senses are activated. And then, like you said, Victoria, you explore and you don't only explore your vagina, like, touch all parts of your body, like, slap your own ass, grab your own tits. Sometimes I'll even imagine, like, how do I be touched in a way that I know just from repetitive historical time works for me? And I touch myself like that. Okay, wait, really quick before we're done, I need to know. Okay, you know how we all have erogenous zones, right? What is the place on your body that when you're touched, you literally are like, (gasps) you melt a little bit? Yeah. Probably like if someone sort of, pulls my neck inward. Like if you're thinking about getting a passionate kiss, like they take their hand and they wrap it around the back of their neck and there's like a squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, we're doing this on YouTube right now. Like there's just like a pullback and like my skin kind of feels a little stretched. Yeah. You love that. You love that because every time you've talked about a good kiss, you've brought that up. I mean, I just love like a good ass cupping. I want you to squeeze it. I want you to like show me the jiggle. Yeah. What's yours? My waist, 100%. Ooh, that's another good one. It's like right at your most narrow point. Yeah. Ugh, God damn it, dude. That will send me into a motherfucking frenzy. I neglected to say that. I feel the exact same way as you. Touch your own waist. <laughs> Seriously, like when you're there and you're touching yourself, can you grab it? Like grab your waist. Yeah. Give it like a squeeze and a tug. Like touch yourself how you want to be touched. Give yourself a goddamn squeeze and a tug. Give yourself a fucking hickey if you need to. Yeah. Maybe that would be hot. Suck your own dick. (laughs) Dude, that's hot. Oh, I'm not going to lie. If I saw a dude suck his own dick, I don't know. That's a little spicy. Your face, for anybody who's not watching this right now, your face is literally red. Like you actually think that's hot. That's incredible. I don't in any way attach sexual orientation to that, by the way. I feel like there's one more piece before we say goodbye. So five senses, exploration, touch yourself how you would want to be touched. And also like take your time. Don't do it in this like got to get it done. Check it off the list. You know, achieved that outcome. Like be slow and curious and exploratory and like take your time to really feel good. Don't rush your pleasure practice. Give it your all. Give it 110%. Give it, how about this? Give it 100%. Give me 110% though. I'm giving you all I got, babe. Okay, last but very not least, if you have a half chub, if you feel tingles down there, if you are a little bit wet, slide into our DMs and tell us. We want to know. If you are turned on, I want to know about it. I do want to know too. Reach out to us and express... This is solely clinical, by the way. Yeah, because we're not going to do anything to ourselves after we receive those messages. That would be unethical. Totally weird and crazy. Weird. All right. Well, big, big love. The biggest love. Bye. Bye. 